So, of course, Pesach, as we know, is coming up. So, uh, it's only fitting to focus on Yoni Pesach, Hilches Achag. It's never, uh, never too shameless to give a shout out to the Shiurim from last year on Yoni Pesach. If you're interested in these in Yonim, Chiras Chomets, sugar, alcohol on Pesach, check those out. Now, this year, the Kvios is. Gachaz, Gimel Chav Zayin, Muberes, right? So Rosh Hashanah is Yom Gimel, Tuesday, Chajron and Kislev are Kisidron, and Pesach is Zayin, falls out on Shabbos. So it also is fitting to talk about the halachas uh, that are unique to this particular kvias of Pesach. Now we're learning here, Aaron Kyle, we've been learning in the afternoon, Simon Tov Mem, and Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, Pesach. So we're going to try to combine the two things. We're going to talk about the Kfiyas of Pesach this year in conjunction with Simon Tovman. We'll see if we can pull it off. Now, one of the uh, aspects, one of the attributes of this Kfiyas is that in Eretz and Chutzlaret, we diverge. Right? Because for us, Achen Shal Pesach falls out on Shabbos. In Eretz there is no Achen Shal Pesach. So Shabbos is Isru Chag Pesach, and that's the reason why we have a fork in reading the Parsha, the weekly Parsha, the Kriya is different for a while. Last time it happened, everyone kept on asking over and over again, Bechlal, uh, why don't we reunite sooner? Why don't we uh, combine Parshas uh, sooner so uh, we can, uh, but that's a different topic, not talking about that now. But one of the big chedushim of this Kviyas is that the minig that we're familiar with is that in this Kavias in Eretz Yisrael, Shabbos Isruchag Pesach, Shabbos is conducted as if it were still Pesach, still the Pesach dick of food, everything is Pesach dick, and the Chomet stays in the closet. And what's the general idea? The general idea is, is all our Chomets that we have, we sold to the guy. In order to use it, we have to take it back. We can't, we have to buy it back, he has to sell it back. We can't do a Kenyan on Shabbos. That's a topic we've touched on here before. We spoke about that, particularly doing a Kenyan, a Pu'ula before Shabbos, that then results in a Kenyan on Shabbos that was in the context of uh, sales, internet sales. Right, and there's no, Pesach ends, Shabbos begins. There's nothing, there's no, nothing in between. So, Bazai, the Chomet stays, that's generally how one would hear it explained. The, the chametz stays with the guy, so we don't have chametz, we don't have chametz in our house. We, do, we don't have chametz that we can eat. So, first time I heard this, whenever that was, it always seemed, uh, it, always, it always seemed strange. It bothered me a bit. This taka, there's no, uh, the rabbis can't figure out a way to figure out how we can uh, get access to our chametz. Uh, Pesach is over. If this is the first time you're hearing this, I imagine you might find this surprising too. So, I happened to come across a shock libertaria, a discussion on this topic that touches very much on what we're learning in Simon Tov Mem, as follows. And uh, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get to the bottom of every prat here in this uh, shear, and there's always what to expand upon every prat that's going to come up along the way. But we'll jump in, and uh, we'll try to cover as much as we can. We might end up having to continue another time. So we start, or we're going to focus on, something that was published in the Kovitz Koil Torah that appeared in Yerushalayim. 
was printed, was published by an individual named Shmuel Aaron Weber, who over time changed his name, Hebraicized his name from Weber to Shazuri. And he was an interesting uh, individual character from Yerushalayim of old. He dressed that way. But on the other hand, he was the secretary of the Rabbanot and other uh, maestas within that uh, hierarchy. And he did change his name, so that tells you something. But this was at a time when there was still a lot of overlap between different communities that today are considered to be completely different things entirely. And on the other hand, on the, the third hand, he was a chashiv chassid and lelav, so an interesting person. So in the tzaddiks, he started publishing a journal called Kol Teira, with his name, Shmuel and Weber, on top. And then it was, it was interrupted in the turmoil in the Yerushalayim, Eretz Yisrael. And then, about well, ten years later, Tafshan Zion, it started reappearing. And then a year or two into that, after uh, Tafshan Ches, suddenly you see his name change from Weber to Shazuri. So we find, he calls it Shona Hay, parentheses Chavbez, so Hay of the new cycle, Chavbez from the previous, Chavaris Yud Yud Aleph, Simon Talmud, Tafshin Yud Aleph. We find an article by Ravichil Michal Tukachinsky. I think there might be different spellings and different pronunciations, but that's what I'm going with for now. So Ravichil Michal is one of the Choshiva halachic figures in Eretz Yisrael at the time. He's very famous for his luach. He used to put out the halachic luach for the year, every year, in which he uh, clarified, went through a lot of the, uh, the halachas, the, the, the day-to-day halachas that uh, we need to know. Also Zmanim, he's very famous for being with Var and Yoni Zmanim. And uh, happen to know that if you go to the Yeshiva Sha'ilam, even here in uh, the States, so, till today, he's a, he's a brand name. Everyone knows the name of Yechim Michal Tukachinsky. And on fast days, they like to joke about how, oh, today, hold like uh, Tukachinsky's man, because for them, he's the earliest uh, man for the fast to end. So, uh, that's where uh, his name comes up uh, sometimes. And uh, one could perhaps say that there's a bit of a parallel there between him and Rav Chaim Noah, because Rav Chaim Noah also uh, published a loach, was Isaac and Yoni Halacha, and uh, we'll get back to that, that parallel uh, a bit later as well. So, uh, in this Kotaira, Sivan Thomas Tavshinyanalov, there's an article, among other things, there's an article about the Brach and Yamatzmot, very uh, relevant topic at the time. But one of the articles is, Vidvar Mechira Sachomets, Vidisru Chag de Pesach Shechol B'Shabbos. So he writes as follows, when the first day of Pesach falls out on Shabbos, so in my Luach, Luach Dinei Menage Hashana, I write that Shabbos Isruchag, it's usher to take the chametz that belongs to the guy who bought it, because Gezel Nachri is usher Medereisen. So he says, there is a Rav who published in a local paper that all those who sold the chametz through him they can take the chametz even before it was repurchased from the guy, because he added an extra clause to his document that it's mutter for the meichrim, the yidden, to take the, from the chametz on the understanding that they'll pay, they'll, uh, they'll meet up with the guy, they'll figure out who owes who what. So it's in the contract, so it's all good. And he added another point that there's an Alter Rebbe that says 
that this is, doesn't count as Gaz on Achri. We'll explain what that is in a second. And number three, that why is this even an issue uh, limited to Isri Chag Pesach, Shechol B'Shabbos? Every Isri Chag Pesach, the guy who, purchased, who, who bought the Chametz and now needs to sell it back, doesn't always come to Yom Tev right away. Sometimes it takes a day or multiple days. And meanwhile, we can uh, eat the Chametz for, this, uh, for these reasons, either because you put in a Tanai, as he did, or even without a Tanai, even if it's Gezel, no, no. Now, when I was going through this, I wanted to, sort of wanted to know who the Rav that he's uh, arguing with is. It's always more interesting when you have two sides. But it didn't sound so prominent. Rav wrote in a local paper. I didn't have the time to start uh, guessing, looking and figuring out. But uh, towards the end, towards the end, I'll actually uh, pretty much, I believe I figured out uh, who it is. But uh, as I went through this, I hadn't found that yet. So we're going to go uh, through the Kotaira without uh, getting into who he's responding to just yet. Now what's this word about the Alter Rebbe? Which he'll respond to towards the end of the, his Arichas here. Right, the idea that you don't even need it tonight, you can take it with the Gazel. So for that, let's summarize, let's recap what we've learned in Simon Tov Mem. And then we'll know what the Alter Rebbe said, what the Alter Rebbe was referring to, right? So from Sif Chesen on, the Alter Rebbe says, "Kaidem shishis, you can get pikdoynes min anachri, pikdoynes chametz min anachri, even though it'll be in your house all Pesach. In the kach klum, just make a mechitza kel chasa. Siftes b'med varmamurim, when you don't have a chrayis, you're not responsible for gneva avedaboynes. But if you do have that chrayis, so then this pikdoyn is considered la'yisrael le'inyan bir chametz kilu hushaloi mamish. It's as if it's shaloi." Because he's chayav achriyusa, so he has to be, he has to do beer chametz minatayra, and if he doesn't, he's erev aleisasei. Sif yud. But again, if he did not, it was not mekabel achrayis, etc., etc. It's not shaloi. Sif yud aleph. That's all. Though that's all gazak kavodin. If he got the pekodin bestam without a particular place, so then the yid can move it around as he sees fit. So it's kamoy chametz shaloi mamish, and therefore that together with achrayis, it's kshaloi mamish vayver alav. But if there's a zavus miuchedas, so it's that's the spot where it belongs, and he's not supposed to move it around. So then he doesn't have to do beer, even though he has achrayis. There should be mechitza kil chosei. Sifid base, Sifid Gimel, Vayesh Cholkin, I'll call Zeh, right? I believe it's Machlech Zeram and Menaivet. And they say that the Achrayis of Chomet is Ali Yisrael, even if he was only Mechabal Achrayis of Gneva Vaveda of Pshias, Shalishomar Kadar Hashemrim. So then, in all those cases, Chomet Zeh, Kishaloi Mamish, Vachai of Levare, Bed of Pesach Menatera, Yudal Tazvav, Sif Tazai, and Linyan Halacha. And all these different, all the points in which these two shittas differ, dearly we should be machmer. What does that mean, yesh lahachmer, lachatchila? Either to give it back, give the chametz back to the guy, or he should sell it to another guy, get it off his hands. All this before shashishas. But the Yavid of Shosh, he says, came, then we'll be saying, on the Svarar, he's showing us, so you're not chayav of vitamin oil, but you can keep it till the guy shows up, once the guy shows up, give it to him right away, to, because you want to be chayshish to the other Svarar, so you want to get it off, off your hands as soon as possible. And after Pesach, we'll say that it's mutter afila ba'achila, afila lo yichzir ala ba'achra Pesach. So what did the Rebbe say there in Sifta Zayim? Al-Chatchila, you should be chayshish, and either return it, or yim kadanu l'nachri acher. Wait a second, this is a pekodin. 
Someone gave you a pecotin to watch. You chayshish to the shita that says that it's a problem to keep in your house. So you go and you sell it to someone else. It's not yours to sell. Why are you selling something that's not yours? So there's a kunches achrin. Kunches achrin, sifkotin yalaf, the altar writes, oishim karenu, kein mevur betaz. The taz and sifkotin alaf in a different context, derech agav, mentions the possibility of just selling it to a guy, a different guy. So we see this in the Kudah from the Taz, so the Ralta Rebbe is taking that and applying it here. Now the Ralta Rebbe comes along and explains what's Taka Pshat. Stealing from a guy, robbing a guy is not prohibited. If you literally, genuinely intended to rob him and you never intended to remunerate him, I believe the word is to compensate him for what you stole. But if your intention is to compensate him, in that case, you didn't rob him. You essentially you desired, you coveted. Well, in this case, you're not keeping it. But classically is you covet what someone else owns, and you take it away and you pay him. So you didn't rob him, but that's leisachmid. Like we say in Parakamad about Metziah, Ayin Shom. And if it's not Leisigzo, because you, you, you paid him, you compensated him, it's just Leisachmoy. By Leisachmoy, it's Azreacha. So if it's Azreacha, it's understood that it doesn't refer to a guy. How do we know this? Because the Kasaf Mishnah says this for Aishak. So it's understood that the same applies here. So Azay, just like this, the Alter Rebbe was Machadish, seemingly a Yisoid. And those who bring it inside it, uh, from all, and all Svarim attributed to the Alter Rebbe this idea. Right, so this Rav was saying that even without a Tanai, no, no, Pesach comes to the end, so this is not a case where you have to sell it to get rid of it, uh, you sold it to the guy. Comes the end of Pesach, you can go and nash on it, you can take what you need, ah, you're stealing? No, no, you'll pay him for it. That's what, uh, that's what this, he quotes this Rav saying. He says, this is, this is terrible, they will hustle you're not, you're not that's your intention, yeah? It seems like it's something you could do. Just for the government, I don't know. Um, so, uh, I see, I find it a necessity to prove to him. He got every point wrong. All three points are wrong. That he was machadish, quote unquote, and he must have written them in a hurry before thinking about them. But the main thing he wants to talk about of Tukachinsky is the uh, the idea that you can add it to the contract. That in particular disturbs him. He says, if you add that to the contract, what you've essentially done is you've nullified the whole mechira instead. Why? So he starts off. He says, Madam Shik, talks about Erev Pesach that falls out on Shabbos. That's the reverse type of Kviyas that we had last year. Pesach is on Sunday. You have that interesting situation before Pesach. So the Shailah was, right, we know that we essentially do the Mechira and the Srefa at the same time in the morning. That's the Minig. But then you have the rest of the day where technically you can have Chometz after this man and no one's stopping you. The question is, can you sell chametz? Can the chanbani keep the store open and continue selling chametz in the afternoon? So the Maram Sheikh said, 
that selling it is beer, so of course you should sell it before Shah Hamishas, like every other year, so there is no confusion from one year to the next. Once you sold it in the morning, because that's the minute to make sure you took care of it at the right time, so once you sold it, it's not yours, so you can't have enough from it, because you sold it. If you sell it and then say, oh, but I'm going to go use it, you're essentially being a the mechira. You're saying this mechira is not valid. It's null and void. I'm doing whatever I want, huh? If you sell what after shalchamishis? Before shalchamishis, but then you keep your store open and you keep on selling from that chametz that you just sold to the guy throughout the day. You sold the chametz and used the money to sell other things. No, not a store. You sold the chametz, the contents of your store, to the guy kadas v'chadin. Then you keep your store open and you continue business as usual. You're selling chametz that doesn't belong to you; it belongs to the guy. He says, if you do that, So now what you have to do is, you have to leave a certain amount that your Meshire, that you're going to need for the afternoon, for Shabbos, that's not included in the Mechira, and you eat that, and you try to finish it off, and if you can't finish it, so back then people were more Hamish with their Gaisha neighbors, so give it to a guy, give whatever you have left over before the real Zman on Shabbos to a guy. That's what the Maram Shik says. So you see here, Befedish, that if you take it, if you go and you start taking from the Chomets after the Mechira, you're Mavat on the Mechira. So Koshikein, uh, if you put that as a clause in the contract, so the contract is uh, self-destruct. So even though there's a Stei Chemed, Chomets that says, there are some that disagree, he disagrees that you don't have to do the Mechira, that Arab Shabbos, Shah Chamishas, you can do it at the end of the day makes things uh, simpler in terms of dealing with chametz like normal throughout the day. But they still agree that if you did sell B'Shah Hamishas and you take from the chametz afterwards, right, you're being about to the No one argues about that, he says. He says, there's also a, sh- a chill from the Sheryl Meshiv. The Sheryl Meshiv, Madura Shtiso, Simon Gimel, he writes, although I tried looking it up and it wasn't there, it didn't get down to the bottom of where it is. Um, someone selling so if he sells it to the guy on Arab Shabbos at the regular time and then he wants to have a drink that uh, Friday night he's not to the Mechira oh, we have a problem I, I need to sell it in the, during my day but I want to have a nice drink uh, Friday night obviously the minig that we go with uh, practically is to try to avoid any extra chametz. just uh, the challah that's generally how uh, it's observed or how we observed it but uh, he's talking about a Metzius where hey, you want to have a Chometz uh, Trunk Friday night. So he is coming up with this whole concept that no, maybe the Mechira could go through on Shabbos. Right? We may have touched on it uh, on something to do with this as well when we spoke about this. Um, because it's not, it's not a problem. He argues, Sai, uh, the Yid's not involved, the Yid did his part. Whatever's happening at Shabbos is just mitzah the goy. And he doesn't know what the problem is. Okay, that's that discussion. But he too, he as well, the whole premise of his whole discussion is that he's agreeing that if you just sell it and you just take it, that's going to be a problem. That's mevatel the mechira. So we were trying to work around that. Maybe the mechira can be chalim of Shabbos. That's where he's coming from. So again, kolshikain, if you include it, in the contract. And then he brings a maisa from the Stei Chemet, Be'ir Achas. And uh, the Stei Chemet actually writes, I looked it up, it's Be'ir Hazoist. 
Stei Chemet says, a few years ago, whenever he printed this part of Marechus Chemet Matzah, so six or seven years ago, there was a Maisa in our city that someone sold Chemet to a Goy on Cholamayit, meaning he sold his Chemet to the Goy before Pesach. And then a customer came along in the middle of Pesach, I wanted to buy some Chemet from him, like normal, and uh, he went, he made the sale. Oh, he's doing business with Chametz that he sold before Pesach. He's doing business now in Mulav Pesach. Asarti kol chemtzai achar Pesach l'chol Yisrael. So what? You sold that one? All your Chametz that you sold? And it sounds like it was uh, commercial. He had a commercial amount of Chametz. Everything that you supposedly sold to the guy before Pesach, it's also l'chol Yisrael. It was announced in all the shuls that kol chemtzai shalplani is also l'chol bar Yisrael because shalach yado, he started uh, doing sales in the middle of uh, Pesach, but la mechira shalafneya Pesach, so now it's chemtzai shal Yisrael shalavar alva Pesach. And really it should be also ba no, we should force him to throw it out. But it was worth many hundreds of uh, ruble kasef. And I knew you wouldn't listen to that, so mutav livcher harab miyutai tafasta muot tafasta. And there was a bit of a sniff, because he, he had an excuse. He said, it wasn't me, it was my clerk, my Mesharis. He's the one who sold the, did the sale on Mulav Pesach. I didn't know about it, but I didn't believe him. And all his neighbors were berating him and saying, yeah, we don't believe it. Of course he was uh, behind, of course he was involved. I gave him a knas, the Stechemet says. He had to give pidyin afshoit, whatever I told him to give. And then he said, Stechemet says, oh, I was happy to see the Madame Shik. Taka says this word, that if you uh, play with the Chomets, you touch the Chomets after the Mechira, but call the Mechira. Moving on with Rav Tukachinsky, says, even more than this, we find that Rambam, the Torah, and Shachanach, and Simtaf Memchas, that there cannot be any Tanai in the Mechira's Chomets. The Taz explains, Lamashal, you can't put a tanai in the shtar, right? You're selling it to the guy, you're a little nervous. Okay, I'm selling it to him, it's a bit open-ended. What if after Pesach he uh, doesn't, want, doesn't want to agree to sell it back? You know what, I'll put a tanai in the shtar. I'm selling it to you now, but tonight that after Pesach you sell it back to me. So the Taz, no, that's something you can't do, it's not a machira. And it'll be chomesh Yisrael shavar al Pesach. The only thing you can do is, is that you can put a tanai in that says that you could do whatever you want with it, but you can't sell it to a third party. Okay, so then at least you essentially prevented the guy from doing anything uh, too crazy with it uh, behind your back. That you could do. And the uh, Karchayim says that uh, he's not even sure about that. Because what if the guy will sell it? Then he'll be over on the Tanai. If he's over on the Tanai, but la hamechira. You want to you wanna play, uh, you want to risk that? So, if you just put in a tanai that will sell back to you after Pesach, it's if you make a tanai, you can uh, take back. Is it a kalvachaymer? You know, he says it's a kalvachaymer. Now, this is something that he published in Sipur uh, Behem Shechem. He published it over the course of almost a year, um, a few oasis at a time. So, that's the first part. Continued Menachem of Elo Tovshin Yudalaf, Chaveres Yudbez Yudgimel, or Yisdalit. He says, if you pay attention, you'll see in the Brayse and Psachim that Amun Shul and Tershach and Arach talk at the beginning of Simon Tov Mem. That Pikadin, a guy is Pikadin by Yid. If he's if he's Spachra Yusai, he's Chayv Levar. Quotes an Alter Rebbe. 
and it's Baker and Sif Yudzayin, which is the last Sif that we didn't mention before. What does Alter Rebbe say? According to both Svaras, you were supposed to, and you didn't. There's no Svara to rely on here. All along, though, it's not your Chomets. It is the guy's Chomets. Never stop being the guy's Chomets. Because we say you're over on that, so then you have all the consequences. It was the guys the whole time, and yet the Baal Yirah made it Asr, to every Yid. As if it were the Yids. Right, so he quotes from the Al Al says that Asr, uh, And even according to the Magan Avram, who says that. In that scenario, what you could do though is just give it back to the guy afterwards. Malta Rebbe also brings this in. We'll quote it from Malta Rebbe. Malta Rebbe continues and says, "Mikol Makim and Ba Ba and Anachri Ba Lachametz Little Chemtzoi Ben Sheba B'Toycha Pesach Ben Sheba Lachra Pesach Rashi Ha'Yisrael Litnei Loi." You could at least give it back to him and say, "Here's your Chametz." It's not like, wait, wait a second, if it's Aser Bahana and you owe the guy hundred dollars for the value of this Chametz. By giving this very chametz back to the guy, aren't you getting hana? Instead of paying a hundred dollars, you're giving him the chametz. You're not being pereya chayv. There's no chiv here. The chametz is his. It was here all along. He put it. He deposited it. He can take it back. And there's a problem that it's the chaser banal call yisrael. So what if the guy now is going to sell it to another yid? So in this case, that's not enough of a reason to force the year to have to be mevarit and pay him back instead. If he wants to do a toiva hayashar, then to make sure that there's no mechshel, then he should take, uh, take the loss, be mevarit, and then give it back. So that's what the Morgan Avram slash the Rebbe say. He says, even the Morgan Avram who says this, and the Morgan Avram concludes that maybe you have this problem, right? That Seif Kol Seif, another year might end up eating it. So he says, oh, we have a Kavah Chayim from here too. Yeah, so you have that problem, which the Alter Rebbe says, yeah, it's a problem, but yet it's still not uh, forceful enough to force you to, to have to not give it back to him. So Zakta took a we have a Kavah Chayim. Ma Bechomets, that belongs to a guy in the year, only was a Kavah And it's Chomets over all of our Pesach, so Kol Shekein Chomets, that was the Yid's. And the guy who bought it from him, and that was the guy who left it in the Yid's house. And the, and the guy gave the Yid the shush to take what he wants, but she put it in the contract. That's even worse than Kabbalah Sechrayas. This talk of one day, the Chag Yaakov says, that, why should it be also if, you can, if you're allowed to give it back to the guy Be'en, then it should be, we should say it's Mutter Ba'ana. We should, even though you're even by Yerav Ayamatzah, but it's not Lomar Zagar, it's Mutter Ba'ana. First of all, most hold like the Bargain of Armanak Lechok Yaakov. Um, but even he is only matur ba'ana, but not for other achilas. Here you want uh, to eat it. You don't just want to have hana from it. So if the din of by achrayas is that uh, if you have achrayas, that means that you, it's also b'achilu ba'ana. So he's saying, Kal v'chaymer, if uh, you put this in the contract. Says, but then he adds, b'frat, you have the rates of b'kiyumai, the rates of b'kiyumai problem. Should be just as much, just as bad as Achrayas. Uh, How does any Mechiras Chomets work? Aren't you ready to be Kiyumai? 
So that's why he says the place can sell. You should sell the rooms. So there's no achrayis of the yid because it's not in the yid's rishos. It's in the guy's rishos. I, but the avid were makel that if you didn't sell the the room or the chametz wasn't in the room that you sold, etc. We're still makel that the mechira worked. I, it's a bekiyumai. What's the difference between this and achrayis? Lamaisa says, okay, Muslim Zog and Abaya Chrayas, there's a din of Bivatechem, that when you take a Chrayas, so there's like a legal responsibility that gives you a certain bias, a certain, at least Bivatechem. But if it's just right to be Kiyumai, and the Chrayas that we're referring to here is sort of incidental, then I guess Chazal did not. But Echshu, that would all be for, that's Bechal by Mechira, trying to explain why Mechira's Chomet is allowed if you're right to be Kiyumai. That's a Stam by Stam Mechira where the Yid didn't touch it. But if the year has Rishos to touch it, then it's got to be the same as having, essentially, if you have Rishos, the whole Pesach, to go and take it, essentially. So uh, that should be like having a Chrayis, it should be like Chomet Shalva Pesach. Pesach. And it could be my, he says it could be my Rechir, but uh, he's being Mekat. And then he wants to add that he has more Echachas, that if the Moicher leaves even any Rishos, any Schos to the Yid, but Lamachira. He says the Yisoid of Kinyanim is Smichas Daitoi. That the person who's, uh, who's buying it, who's uh, on the receiving end of the Kinyan, he's fully committed. He, re- he really believes in the Kinyan. He's committed to the Kinyan. If you don't have complete Smichas Das, you have a problem. Kiddushin, right? She has to have, she has to be Smichas Daito, like like you see in Allah. So if you put a clause in a contract that says that the meicher can take some of the chametz, even if it's on the, on the account, what kind of smichas das do you have? Does the kainer really feel like this was a, a, a proper sale? Ah, you're going to ask, and every meicher has chametz, don't we know that ultimately it's going to be reversed? So that's not a shayla. No, because we say that the sale itself is in Gansen, Be'emes, and all the Tanaya Kinyanim, and it says in the contract that if the guy wants, he could actually take it, and he could sell it, and do what he wants with it. And if you don't do that, you have a problem. And if the guy goes ahead and does it, we, we really hope he doesn't. But in the unusual case where the guy after Pesach makes problems, we will talk of being in trouble. That's what we'll do. We have to follow through with our commitment. We have, it has to be real in, in, in that sense. And because it's real in that sense, so therefore the guy has smichas das. It's a, it's a full-fledged, genuine Kenyan. And he says, Now I tried looking to see where else I couldn't find. Either I, didn't, either I missed something, or maybe it was a maisa they used to say about Pah at that time. He says, Those are a, a wealthy potet invited the guy who was the, the party to the sale, and he told him, I'll give you, I'll give you something better if uh, you don't go after Pesach and, uh, and, and, and sell it back to the... Not clear what the parts wanted. Was it just... Uh, he thought he was having fun. He thought he was messing around. Matzah the guy doesn't show up. They go look for him. They summon him. He tells him the Maisa. Sorry, the parts... Uh, I, I, I sold the, the rights to the parts. So the Rav, what do you do in that case? There's nothing you could do. The Rav went and announced that all the chametz in the city, it's us who to take, and the Yidden have no bailas over it. The next morning, everyone went and opened their stores, all the Balabatim went and opened their cellars, and they announced 
It's not ours. Nothing in our, no chametz in our possession. We assume mostly alcohol. It's ours. The Ikarim Anachrim, the Gaish Poyerim, they came, they attacked the stores, they were robbing them, they were uh, going to empty them out. Hafker. Which again suggests that the parts was just trying to mouse with them, because if he was kind of the right, Lachayra, just seems like he uh, thought he was going to have uh, make a joke, but Lamaisa, he didn't actually claim ownership over it, so it was uh, the Yidn or Mafkarit, so the Goyim were taking it. And then the Sarair, the mayor, the governor, and the pirates, they, they realized that there's anarchy, something, uh, something very terrible is transpiring, it wasn't in their interest for uh, Sidre HaElam to be overturned like that. When they finally uh, dawned on the pirates that this is serious business, because he thought that the Mechir is just a uh, fiction, formalit, just a formality. So immediately he says the Sar sent guards to stand watch, to stand guard, to prevent the looting. And uh, the pirates then had to get involved to try to return everything. That was his, so he had to return Yesera Plato to the owners, and he had to pay from his pocket to cover the damages. That's the Maisa that happened once. And he says that this story is told in so many versions, so it must have happened twice, once in Poland and once in Hungary, because uh, this, you know, okay, no. But, uh, they, but they all have uh, very much a lot in common, he, he notes. Okay. Continue in the next. Tishrei Cheshven Tavshin Yud Beis, part three. He says also the Chumres, that the Paiskam are Machmer, and the, and the, the conditions of Mechiles Chometz, show that there cannot be any space left over for the Bailam. It has to be complete all the way. Not just the Gra, who says you should not sell chametz just for Pesach. You should, if you're selling the chametz, it should be a permanent sale. Also, the Yerabe says in Prague they only were allowed to sell mashke that wasn't chametz uh, gomer. They weren't allowed to sell chametz gomer. The Yeshuas Yaakov brings the Bach that says that mechiras chametz is very questionable. It's the kaishi hitiru, and he says takamene chareidim armach not to sell chametz gomer. How do you that? That's true. But if you are selling Chametz Gomer, then it has to be a Mechir Chalut. We go over the top and trying to prove to ourselves, to everyone, this is a true Mechir. So that's why originally you're supposed to take it out of your house and give it to the guy. And if it stays in your house, you should sell the rooms. That way it's not in your possession, it's in his possession. As we mentioned before, I, many people rent, so they don't have the rights to, to sell rooms. So we can rent our rooms. That's the reason. If you look at the Al-Tareb and say the Mechir is Chametz, Al-Tareb has a different uh, thing to say about it. Ayn Sham. He says there also used to be Mahme to give the keys. You're supposed to give the keys to the rooms. Or to at least have an art of Kabbalah. And uh, he says the Alter, the Rebbeinu Balatanya, in Hishlochanarach was Mahme, all these Chumas, he was also Mahme, Dafka to sell, to use cash. It shouldn't be on credit. So they shouldn't think it's just a formality. He says nowadays we're making not to give the keys. And uh, we don't uh, pay, we just uh, give a token, and the rest is Zekif of the Milva. And Bechla, we don't even sell directly to the guy anymore, it all goes through Beistin. And this is the topic that uh, covered last year the early history of Mechidas Chomets and how it turned from that into this. 
says, I'm all, you really were supposed to sell it yourself. And when they started selling it through a central party, the people were ma'ar, as we talked covered last year. But when there was no choice, it just, it's the only way to make it work. There's just too many hidden. You can't make a million individual mechidus chametzes. So uh, they added more, they strengthened the, 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 the mechida. That's why they added the art of Kavlan. So we're, we're trying to add as many chumnas as possible. You want to come and start adding kulas and start putting in loopholes? That's the, you're going in the wrong direction here. Mentions also, Paiskim say, you shouldn't sell the metal and the glass kalim. Just the chametz in the kalim. Because if you sell the kalim, we'll treat it like a real mechira. Now it's the guys. If it's the guys, now it needs tevila. You want to have that headache? You don't want to have that headache. So don't sell those kalim. So we're treating, we're treating the mechira as, as full-fledged mechira as possible. Finished that section. And now, two more. We'll have to be mekatser a bit. Kislev Tevis, Tavshin Yudbezi continues. He says, I was very shocked to see that he, he said that it's not only negative, the third point, it's not only negative to Isri Chag Shabbos, every Isri Chag, because the guy doesn't always come on time. And here he quotes more, he says, it's already 15 years that the old city, the guy lived in the old city, in the Arab quarter in the old city, the Yidden lived in the, already in the new Shechunot, he didn't want to go out at night, it was dangerous, whatever it was. She says, in the Nushchunot, they ate chametz in the meanwhile, and the stores opened, and they, uh, they, okay, they didn't have a tenai, they didn't have uh, his tenai, so there was gazel and achri, they didn't care. And Tukhachinsky says, I'm shocked to, to hear about this. If you're going on business as usual without him selling it back to you, then why even bother selling it back? You skip selling it back. You, you seemingly don't care about that. So why are we even bothering to sell it back? It seems, all the price can seem to think it was very important to sell it back. You're telling me that days can go by without selling it back and everything's fine? He says, I and all the elders of Yudushalayim can say that as long as Rabbi Salant, the Rav of Yudushalayim many years before, when he ran the Mechira, and I went to mention earlier, but Pashtus, I don't know when, it could be these questions, but Yisrael Chag Pesach in Eretz Yisrael, you have to keep in mind, these questions couldn't have arisen that long ago because the whole Mechira, especially on this scale, is, could be fairly recent, so I don't know if we have any evidence of Mechiris before B'Shemol Salant. Uh, anyway, but B'Shemol Salant says it never happened, not once, that the guy should be later, should delay even half an hour, even a quarter of an hour after Maidav. He made sure the guy was standing there during Maidav, and right after Avdala, they sold the back. So everyone knew that after half an hour, Taken care of. And now Tzvi Pesach Frank, the Rav Yerushalayim, who he says is the Mamal Makam of Shmuel Salant, and now he's been running it for 40 years, he has the same approach, and even when Yerushalayim was under siege, and I assume he's referring to uh, 1947, 1948, when they ultimately drove the Jews out of uh, that siege, and they drove the Jews out of the old city, but until then, he found a guy under the Hafkaza, under the bombing, he found a guy, and uh, was to be um, immediately... Now, on this point, I can definitely tell you, look at Ray Brain's uh, booklet, he always writes, you don't have to, you can have the chametz a minute after this man, you don't have to wait. Um, and this is where something clicked, because I was searching a bit, I was looking a bit, and I found that uh, Rav Chaim Noah has, they reprinted some of his Ha'aris Lamaisa, which now there's a safer they printed of his Ha'aris Lamaisa. So there they mentioned that he said, that you're allowed to have the chametz right after Avdala. And then he adds that uh, 
שמאחד מהמרש של למכר החמץ ליוץ ליתן החמץ שלוי ליבטל המאחר, סורי, earlier היעדת גמנוס ונשוס להשתמש עם כל החמץ הנעל תקב החשבי של פסח וישלמו לעבר החמץ המשומש במחיר השווה על פי השום הנזכרס Now when I saw this, I thought myself, wait a second Tukachinsky is saying that he he's responding to a rov who wrote in the papers these are Ha'adis Lamaisa from Chaim Noah that he used to print in Hamodiyah, whatever the paper was. Could it be that Rav Tukachinsky Taka has been arguing and responding to Rav Chaim Noah all along? So I don't have the Sefer Ha'adis Lamaisa in my house yet. I'll probably have to go get it now. But I reached out to someone who does. And sure enough, even though here they only printed, they only mentioned this Prat about a regular Yisruchak, but Taka in Ha'adis Lamaisa, you see the whole correspondence that preceded this. First Rav Chaim Noah printed that it's fine for Shabbos. And then if Tukachinsky responded with a question. And then if Chaim Noah responded and he mentioned Al-Tareb about Gezel. And then apparently, and I don't think they knew about this, apparently then if Tukachinsky, Mamesh, of Chaim Noah's Bainer, here about Yechus. So we're going to have to pause here. I think we're going to have to continue in a part two where we can get a bit more into what Chaim Noah said, what others have said, what the Shittas are, how we, what the Halacha, Lamaisa, Lamaskana is, Lagabe, this Kvias, with Isru Chag Pesach in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos. Right, it's a big afternoon for if you sell for for the same, if they're gonna be eating the